I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Watch Time, your weekly download on everything pop culture, gaming, YouTube, all of that. This week, we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff, how COVID is affecting our lives because hashtag 2020, it's affecting all of us. Um, And basically what it's meant for everyone on YouTube and the release of Valorant, everything. But yeah, Elliot, how's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just another week in in quarantine, aka not not really doing that much. Although it's weird how I guess my daily routine hasn't really changed. I've started biking into the office every day so that's guys elliot that's bought cool. how much did your bike cost fess up it was like four grand australian so that's like what oh, two and a half three grand us that's ridiculous it's like a, why did you buy a bike like what compelled you to buy a bike okay to quarantine? clarify it's an e-bike so it mm-hmm. like is like half motorbike half bike it's like powered it's got so it like helps you it makes you go faster uh, I don't know. I was just, I remember thinking that, you know, I, I was doing a really good job at quarantining, going between home and the office, except for Ubers, where, you mm-hmm. know, kind of that was the, that was the chink in the armor. So... Are you actually worried though? Like, are you worried about contracting it? No, I wasn't as worried about contracting it. It was more, uh, just, you know, really kind of thinking about the fact that, um, you know, number one, as much as I'm not worried about contracting it, not wanting to spread it, but also just the fact that I, I feel like, you know, if Uber, if things got really bad, this was like three weeks ago when things were like in like the peak, you know, and I was like, yeah. oh, if we go into like lockdown, lockdown, then, you know, even Uber could reasonably stop working at yeah. which point then I kind of need like a backup, you know? So I was like, bike, There is no other backup. Elliot does not drive. I do not drive. So it would have been a very long, long walk or it would have been, yeah. How's it affected YouTube stuff? Because I feel like that's something that I saw a lot of people asking. Is it really good being a YouTuber during these times? Is it bad? Because I don't know. I feel like I saw a bunch of articles this week about how YouTube is the most COVID proof job and it's the best time to be a gamer because you're doing what you have been preparing to do your whole life. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think it played out literally exactly the way that we thought it would. I think the way we were talking about, you know, like a week or two weeks ago, where everyone's views are up by about 30%, but everyone's kind of CPM. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like across the board. It's almost like identical. Every single channel is up by almost exactly between 30 and 40% in terms of views. That's nuts. Um, Yeah. And then, uh, but then, but then, you know, by the same token, exactly like we said, CPMs, like ad rates, they're all down uh, by about the same amount. So everyone's revenue is kind of like rock steady. It's kind of funny, but yeah. So for the people that don't know, the CPMs is how much you get paid per thousand views, basically. So if you have increased views, but a lower CPM, then you're not necessarily making heaps more or anything. Exactly. 35% is a 
big increase in viewership though. Like yeah. that's a you think about like the kids must be having people. a little bit of a chill time. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you think about it like if if everyone's locked up at home, you would expect people to watch like thirty percent more videos, you know, than oh, if they're 100%. at work. Like, yeah, if Dude, anything, my screen time, my screen time is not looking good right now. I yeah, guarantee. I mean, my screen time's always been bad, but uh, yeah, 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 no, but so yeah, it's. I mean, I'd say those articles are pretty correct. You know, YouTube's like a, it's a good spot to be. Ad rates are down, views are up, but. You know, overall, it all kind of cancels out. Yeah. It's definitely interesting to see, like, what's happened in YouTube land with yeah. everything corona. Because for me, like, I was kind of worried that my work might be impacted a bit. I work a lot with, like, brands and that sort of thing to help yeah. them do influencer campaigns, basically. And I was worried that, like, oh, gosh, no one's going to be spending any money because, obviously, marketing's not, like, an essential expense yeah. compared to other expenses that brands might have. And I feel like there was like a couple weeks of it being pretty quiet. And then suddenly it's just like really picked up. And this weekend was completely nuts. I feel like I've slept like eight hours over the whole last four days. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, well, I mean, I think I, I saw it put really well by, uh, I think the, the CEO of phase in that article, he was saying, you know, the, the totals, the, the total capital in advertising, like the total spend has gone down, but the ways for companies to deploy that capital for them to spend that ad spend has gone down even more by like an even so bigger margin. True. So it's like, even though, you know, if you look at the industry as a whole, the amount of money getting spent on advertising is way, way down. Like people aren't buying billboards anymore because no one's nope. outside. People aren't, you know, TV shows, like a lot of new TV shows can't film. So they're not spending there. Like all these ways that a lot of that ad spend would get spent can no longer get spent. So a lot yeah. of it's going into what can, which is YouTube. It's actually nuts. You think about it. It's like, why would anyone buy a billboard right now? Literally. I was apparently... actually thinking that the other day. I wonder if I could get some crazy billboard for like mad cheap just for like, you know, so just I can take a lulls. photo of a big billboard, you know, with my face on it or something. That would actually be hilarious. Yeah. I yeah. I really reckon it. you could. Yeah. I got to look into it. You should do it. Get like Times Square. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. No. You could get bargains <laughs> in Times Square right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. For real. It's That's actually so true though ad spend probably is down but people just can't spend it in the ways that they used to even yeah. movies like apparently so many movies are not being released for you know every everything has literally been put on hold in traditional entertainment because no one can go do it no yeah. one's filming tv yeah. shows yeah no i exactly. had to pull the people out of big brother house early yeah imagine like literally imagine being the guys in big brother and learning about coronavirus when you're in the house there was that clip of like the the german big brother house or something and they weren't told until like right when it got to absolute crazy levels and <laughs> yeah it was like watching them watching them like speculate about what was going on because there was like no more live audience when they did evictions and weird stuff like that and they were trying to figure out what was happening and it was it was wait really... they were doing live evictions and not just not explaining why there wasn't a live audience yeah Exactly. And everyone was like, everyone was like, hmm, I wonder why this could be happening. Maybe it's like a secret. They were like, they were like, oh, it could be a secret double eviction week or something like that. I was like, either that or it's the apocalypse, you know, which, you know, whichever one. A double eviction. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah. That would be bizarre. Like, what would you think? What would you think? I mean, it's such an unusual event. Like, if you were in the house. 
Well, it's like it's like that old it's like that old meme where you know it's like ah uh, you've just woken up after a coma after like eight years and you hope that everything's okay and then you find out that crazy stuff like that would literally be what it is for them like you go into the house everything's totally normal maybe you heard about the tail end of some little thing going on in Wuhan and then you come <laughs> out of the house and like the whole world's on fire and everyone's like locked indoors and can't move anywhere like I mean they were basically in free quarantine though so. Yeah, it's actually probably a super safe spot to be. They basically signed up for quarantine before quarantine even started. But yeah, this weekend, back to what I was saying, was basically working on like a huge campaign with this app called House Party. And it's actually a great app for right now. Like we were on it playing with Ilsa and Tana the other night and it was so much fun but yeah they like brands like that I think have just realized that it's like now is their time to shine like apparently house party's been a thing for the past three years and it's been kind of just like toddling along like I'd never heard of it before a month ago probably and then suddenly it's like corona time everyone is hitting it hard and they're like this is our time to shine we must go hard on marketing right now yeah and did you see, though, they had some really weird, like, like 99% it was, like, a big, like, it was, a, it was like, some crazy conspiracy that was not true. But there was that rumor going around that House Party, like, hacked into all your apps, which is, like, ridiculous because it's owned by Epic Games. It's not a dodgy company. Um, I mean, you know, people are going to say that Epic Games is part owned by companies in China, whatever. But, like, the point is there was, like, yeah. these crazy conspiracies that like oh if you download house party it sells the passwords for all your apps and it's like that's that's not how apps work do you know how they responded to that yeah they put out like a million dollar bounty right if someone came with evidence i loved it i was like an app putting out a bounty we are truly living in wild times they were like we will pay anyone that can prove that they've been hacked one million dollars yeah i was like what time are we living in yeah but yeah apparently and and apparently then they're accusing that it's one of their competitor apps yeah it's trying to like slander them i was like holy shit no no, no. yeah i think it was it was a million dollars if you can prove that one of our competitors started this as like a malicious rumor you would Wild. think the apps would be doing fine but it's they're the first to go down yeah corona time and everything's yeah. letting loose yeah exactly but yeah it's definitely like an interesting time because you know we I worked with a heap of creators on that one over the weekend and I think people a few weeks ago were feeling hesitant like whether or not it's a good time to be doing brand campaigns and that sort of thing and I feel like where it's a good fit you know where it's a brand like house party yeah it's like that totally makes sense um I think if it was a brand like you think about brands like coke you know, yeah. we were saying how Coke's whole line is like share a Coke. Share a Coke. And it's like, it's and like, we were mm, just like, oh, not let's the time. Take a not pause the time. on marketing for now. For real. Like, imagine coming out with a share a Coke campaign during Corona. Oh, it's my like, God. Please actually, do not. Yeah. Just please just don't. practice social distancing. Yeah, just, don't, just don't say anything. Just pretend that. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretend that it's not a, not a thing at the moment. There was actually like a bunch of influencers that were completely slammed though for doing some branded stuff yeah. and then influencers being shown to like capitalize off having Corona as well. Like there was this creator in, um, in New York, her, she, she runs like a very popular blog called something Navy 
and I think she's lives in she lives in Manhattan, got diagnosed with um with corona. Yeah. And then drove to their house in the Hamptons, like their mansion in the Hamptons. And then is like posting photos with her kids being like quality time with my family. And you can like see her nanny in the background and it just did not go down well. She had to like issue a whole apology. It's so hard. It's like, I think it's a challenging time being a creator, like knowing how to play those situations. I mean, there's all those things, right? I feel like it's just like, if you're in a privileged position when like, when the whole world is going through the biggest crisis of anyone's lifetime, you know, you should be conscious of that, you know? Yeah. I, I think I think that's always, I, I think that's just like the default as a YouTuber, like before anything, before you make any complaint, you need mm. to like check yourself, you know? and And then check yourself again. Yeah, like the whole like Ellen being like, it's like being stuck in prison. Meanwhile, she's in her, like, $400 million mansion with, like, eight butlers. Uh, and he's just, like, you know. People hated it. The hate train was strong for uh, Helen after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, justifiably as well, you have to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People do not want to hear it. But it was something I was thinking about. Like, what do you reckon about Mr. Beast content during this time? Because this is something I was thinking about because he does so much content that is around spending money. And I think... He does a pretty good job. He like obviously gives a lot of money away as well. Yeah. But even doing videos, like you look at his channel, how many videos he's done being like spending a hundred thousand dollars in one day, spending a million dollars in a day, like buying this person a car or, you know, buying a whole store or whatever. What do you reckon about how he's gonna handle that content right now? Look, I, I think you can immediately tell he's smart. He's not dumb. He is he yeah. is he is so smart. The first video he did after and I also think that people know that just generally Mr. Beast is he, he's already got enough of a reputation of of doing good intentions. Of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, I think even if he did have a total misfire of a video that was like spending a hundred thousand dollars on Lambos, people aren't immediately, I think, with him gonna jump to you're a dick because it, it like yeah. even before this crisis happened he had already done videos that was like giving away like a million dollars to like charities and doing food mm. trucks and all that kind of stuff you know like he's done that he's like authentically someone who you know has done that quite regularly in yeah. the past but even then he's immediately his first video after like lockdown started and stuff started getting hectic was this is a million dollars of food. We're giving it all away. We filled up all these food trucks. Epic. Yeah. And then like even, and the next video. And it's on brand. 100%. It still, it still hits the same thing. Let's him do the big money title, but it's actually for a good cause. Win-win. And then, yeah. you know, even, uh, and then even after that, you know, he had uh, the locked in a bunker one where it was, where, you know, it's, it's once again, it's, it's still a Mr. Beast style video where it's like spending 24 hours doing x or doing y you know he's got the two titles he's got the money title and then he's got the time title and the money titles <laughs> are one and then the like who can stay in the circle the longest or who can you know all that kind of stuff um but yeah and then he he, he literally was playing off the fact that current is happening not in a bad way but doing a doomsday video like he's he's smart he knows how to yeah. he knows how to i mean 
and I don't mean this at all in a bad way, he knows how to capitalize off the situation in a positive way. You know, which like, yeah. not that, and not that he's like being like, oh, this is a great opportunity to make money. But in the sense that he's like, he's like, okay, how do I keep my content going? Make it relevant for what everyone's going through right now. And also not look like an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I think capitalize is not the right word. Yeah. Capitalize is not the like, right word. Yeah. That sounds too aggressive. <laughs> it's, it's probably more, it's literally more like just adapt. Yeah. And that honestly is easier said than done because for him, his content is so freaking huge every yeah. episode like you think about how many people it must take to shoot those episodes i guarantee you it's like definitely more than 10 probably like up to 20 sometimes yeah. and being able to pivot from that when you do so much big scale irl content and then suddenly you literally have to social distance and you can't go outside yeah is not easy and i reckon yeah he's done a really good job but i think it'll be interesting to see what videos he does upload over the next few weeks because i doubt it will be anything with money in the title unless it's something where he's giving it away because i just feel like even though i think he's sensitive and he gives money to certain certain people you know like buying someone a house and that sort of thing um people just don't want to see any hint of reckless spending yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Think they are just not in the mood. Like the yeah. the public perception on that is just not a thing. If right you were now. to do like a giving a pizza guy a house right now, people's response is going to be, you could have spent that money on divvying it up between a thousand people yeah. who need that money, which is like, which is not wrong. You know, I think I think it's like it, it's yeah. exactly what you said. Right now, people don't want to see reckless spending. They don't want to see crazy flexing. They don't want to see, which, you know, is normally a big thing on YouTube. Definitely people don't want to see that right now. And I think they, more than ever, you know, like I think there's always been very much a sense of, you know, when YouTubers and people in that position like complain about their situation, there's normally pushback already being like, hey, you're in a lucky spot, chill. But I think now mm. more than ever, there's very much like a, no, 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 like seriously, you Shut are in a, yeah just like <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's a tough time to be an influencer in general oh, actually stop yes I do not it want is to say it's gonna it be, is it tough is not a tough time no it's not a tough time to be an influencer just to make that really clear but it's an interesting period where i think people previously liked looking at influencers because there was some sort of like aspiration element to it or, yeah. or people like lifestyle content, you know, like less so gaming, but people love following people on Instagram that are like eating at cool places that are shopping at cool places that are traveling to cool places that they don't usually get to go. And now obviously that's like not the case and nor do people want to see that. So I yeah. just think it's like, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few months and how that goes. Yeah. I think if there's one genre of YouTube where it's easy to keep going, relatively uninterrupted it's gaming because yeah you're just playing games if i was like a travel vlogger or like i haven't oh even God. actually looked what a lot of other channels are doing but what those people are doing right now that would be so hard because it's like you know you a you can't travel b the stuff that those channels would do at home was normally like crazy stuff that was like buying a lamborghini and hitting it with a hammer you know like just really really just <laughs> who's dumb doing thing. that Logan Paul, probably. I don't know. But, like, the point is you can't do that now because you no longer get people being like, oh, wow, dude, this guy's ratchet. Being like, wow, this man's yeah. really financially irresponsible. Someone could use that money. Yeah. People need to, like, adapt, but adapt smart. Yeah, I think Mr. Beast is a good example of that.
Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about Quibi because I know you haven't been on this as much, but I want to talk about Quibi because I am fascinated and I think I'm going to watch it fail over the next few months. I don't want to call it too early, but I feel like maybe they're doomed. You know what it feels like a little bit to me? It reminds me of Tidal. Like, is Tidal still dead? Is that, you I know? I think it's a thing. It's, is it I a think thing? it's a thing, but maybe okay, let's maybe backtrack. maybe that's not a good example. Let's just backtrack one second. So Quibi is a mobile video service that came out last week and basically their selling point is that they have short form video content it's like six to ten minute videos it's super highly produced well it's very highly produced compared to youtube um and they have this technology where you can turn your mobile from vertical to horizontal and the video still stays the same. And it's it only doesn't, mobile. It doesn't, It crops the video. They're like saying you watch well, it. Well, it has to crop it. Yeah. But so, it, it's, it's meant not... to make it more like an easy viewing experience. Yeah, I think, I think the way to say it is they've shot the videos so that you can view them vertically. And if you cut off the left and right side of frame, it, normally the critical things to see aren't there. Yeah. yeah. So basically they launched a week ago. They had $1.7 billion in funding. I could use $1.7 billion. That is so much money. And then they had a $400 million marketing budget. This is no small thing. It's run by two people, um, both in their 60s, late 60s, I believe. Hashtag and they're basically, the yeah, and they're basically trying to have their app appeal to the younger generation. So it's appealing to people that don't have time to sit down and watch like a 40 minute show. It's, it's, Quibi, it's quick bites. Apparently that's what it stands for. It's like when you're on the train or when you're in between a meeting or you're traveling somewhere or whatever, and you just have time for like a six to 10 minute um, video, which is ironic given that nobody is on trains right now and nobody is traveling everywhere. And yeah, they picked the <laughs> wrong time. time. People do have time right now for those. People, people are like, I need longer time. shows. <laughs> people are like, I have finished Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Please feed me more. But yeah, I think basically one, you're right, tough time to release a short form content app. But normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Two. I'm just not convinced. Right now, it's free for anyone for the first 90 days if you sign up. After that, I think it's $5 if you want to watch it with ads, $8 without ads, which is still kind of a lot to pay for seeing ads. Yeah. Um, I feel like I there's this weird, that. there's this thing that's been established in like online entertainment, which is with ads is free, with paid is without ads. Like that, that seems to be the two things. You know, you yeah. look at Spotify. You can get Spotify for free, you get ads, you pay, you don't get ads. Same with Netflix, Stan, everything. Yeah. So I have a few issues that I want to unpack with Quibi. And I'm 
I want to put it out there. I'm ready to be proven wrong with this stuff. I would love, I love seeing new platforms. I want to see every, everyone succeed, but also I just feel like there's a few things that are majorly out of touch here. And one of them is the fact that it is on mobile and it is only on mobile. You cannot Chromecast. You can't cast. You can't look at it on a desktop. You can't even, I think you can download it on a tablet, but it's not really optimized for a tablet. It's literally mobile only. And I just don't get why an app would limit themselves in that way. I feel like they've been like, okay, kids are on mobile, therefore we're on mobile and we're not going to compromise on that. Yeah. I, I think I think a weird thing, which I feel like I see a lot of companies do these days, is they, they identify a niche that exists. And they're not wrong that that niche exists, but then they develop something <laughs> excuse, exclusively to, like, just focus on that niche and be totally uncompromising for everything else. So, like, you know, are they wrong that people do have moments between meetings where they want to watch something that's 10 to 20 minutes long on their phone? Absolutely, yes. But when there are so many subscription services out there, people want to invest in ones that can, you know, cover as many bases as possible. And the thing is, Netflix, I can watch on my phone and I can choose to watch a little 15 minute Mm. episode of Rick and Morty if I have a 15 minute gap that I'm looking to fill. But also... For that same subscription price, I can go home, I can watch a long movie on my TV, I could get halfway through watching a TV show on my phone, then Chromecast it to my TV when I get back home. I have options, I have choice, I can watch it, you know, in whatever way I want. See, I reckon you hit it on the head right there when you're like, I have options and choice. Because for me, I feel like they've, the reason they've been like people are on mobile is it's because people are on mobile because they want to feel like they can watch content anywhere. And it just so happens that people are on their mobile a lot. But if you tell someone this is how you have to watch something, people hate that. And I feel like that's why people gravitated towards things like YouTube in the first place, because it's not telling them where and when they have to watch any content. It's like, here's the content. You can watch it wherever, whenever you want. And Quibi, it's like saying, hey, we know you want short form content on mobile. Here is short form content on mobile and we're not giving you anything else. And I just feel like people hate it when they're not given the option to yeah and i and watch i what they want and i also think that more and more with like more and more things moving to be subscription services i think people are becoming a lot more conscious of the subscription services they have like you know i think mm. it was like back in the day when it was just netflix and spotify it was like okay netflix spotify then it was like okay now you've got all these other streaming services that are competitors to netflix and then you're like hmm okay do i maybe i'll subscribe to two of them but the more that come you're not just instantly like oh it's five bucks a month for content i'm gonna go for it you know it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like i'm already spending like 30 40 a month on these other subscriptions do i really want to do another one do i need it yeah. no i already have so much content here I don't know. And and I and I think, you know, for example, I just think the only thing that they have that uh that these other streaming services don't have is that whole like watch vertically thing, which feels I'm sorry, like a gimmick. It, it's it is a gimmick. It it do, like when it's like vertical watching technology, it's like no, you just crop it. You've literally like there's no technology behind it. It is a fact. If you were displaying a video in a thinner space, the video will be it is thinner. A fact. There's we no have no idea if this is a fact or not. <laughs> no, it is a fact. There's no way to technology yourself around the fact that if you're cropping a video, the video is cropped. That's just a fact. Yeah. That is how space and time works. But like 
the only thing they've done is they have filmed videos so that they can be displayed and viewed more easily in vertical. But like, if I'm on my phone, I don't, like, why am I going to get a crappy viewing experience watching like this when I could get the full thing watching like that? It doesn't matter to me if I'm holding it on the side versus vertical. Like, yeah. I, I, See, I don't, the only uh, reason I was like, okay, maybe it would be cool is if you can flick between apps and still have it playing in the background, but you can't. Yeah. And then I was like, what's even, uh, why is anyone going like this to this if they have to be watching it all? I don't, anyway, my next point is, they have not enabled you to screenshot or screen record anything on the app. And to me, this is the number one factor why it shows that the people behind this do not get it. They don't get it. They literally don't get the audience they're appealing to. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. I get it why maybe you don't want screen records because you're worried about copyright or people stealing your content or whatever. But screenshots, do you not want memes? Do you not want to be memed online? Like, I just, oh, this like literally irks me so much because you look at like, why does everyone know what Tiger King is? Literally, why does everyone know what Tiger King is? I just because... tested, I can screenshot Netflix. I didn't know that. I, I, I actually thought Netflix blocked it as well, but apparently not. No, but like you think about Tiger King. There is literally so many memes on Tiger King. There's like sounds Carol on- yeah, but like, how Killed do you know her that song? Husband, whack. <laughs> I can't get it out of my but head. Like... It's in my fucking head. I can't get it out. <laughs> do you know the dance though? Oh God, no. I've seen it. <laughs> um, but like, I just reckon that's so critical these days because I think there are so many people that probably watched Tiger King because they saw all the Tiger King memes. They saw the bloody Carol Baskin TikTok dance and they were like, what am I missing out on? Therefore, I'm going to go watch it. That's Missing out on the wildest ride of your life, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I, I think it's it? just one of those weird things where it's like, it, it sounds like very traditional media where it's like, we must have full ownership and restriction on everything, nothing for free, not even a screenshot of our show. And it's like, and it's like, like, I get what you mean, but also no, you know, like, yeah. it's like, you're, you're dumb if you think that anyone who, like, anyone who is actually really, really keen to, like, pirate your content, they'll do it. There are other options out there. I can literally... My thing would be, yeah, if people are pirating your content and wanting to screenshot stuff, you're doing something right. Like that is a good thing. Let them do it. Let them steal your content because it will bring people back. I I just like, I'm so firm on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I'm trying to see how many downloads it has. You want me to tell you? Day one, guess how many downloads they had. Just guess. Just throw a number out there with a $400 million marketing budget. One million. No. Less. How many? 300,000. They came third to fucking Zoom. Oh, God. Not Zoom, Zoom. beat I... them. Oh. Oh. And House Party, I think. But, like, imagine you have a 400 million marketing budget and on your launch day, you lose to Zoom. Oh. To Zoom. Yeah, they, they oh even... Oh, my God. To right. me, that is a colossal failure. Especially when it's three months free, dude. So I'm looking on Android right now. On Android right now, they have only... And this is after they've been live for, what, like a week or something? Like mm -hmm. a week or so? They have half a million downloads. Which you might be like, half a million? That's okay. Keep in mind, 
that is with the ridiculous marketing spend. So if you were to put, I don't know if they've spent all their marketing yet. Let's say they spent 200 million of the 400 million, which they probably have. It's a launch mm -hmm. budget. Then they've literally spent, I can't do math right now. They spent a lot of money per install. Okay. I haven't I had my I coffee yet. I calculated it at like um, $1,600 per install. That's, that's, I don't think that math's right. Really? No. On their launch day? Well, if they've got 500K, it would be, and they spent 200 million, it would be 400 a download. Right? Disregard our maths. Either way, yes, it's the way point too much. is <laughs> they're not getting return on investment. And also keep in mind the fact that right now you get the first three months of this thing for free. They're not making a yeah. dollar on any of those people. And let's say, even, I don't know. Maybe we're speaking too soon. Maybe like they, like, I, I think Proof really, really, you know what they need if they want this app to be successful? They need a Carol Baskin. They need to do, they need to, they need to find some show that people are obsessed yeah. with. If they do like Tiger King, the sequel, you know, and it's only available on Quibi, then it's like, ooh, okay, maybe you're going to pull people over for that. Maybe. None, of the, none of the shows are that good. None no. of the shows are that good. I, I opened it and I was like, yes, this seems like a bunch of generically approved Hollywood scripts. You know? Do you know what it feels like? It kind of feels like YouTube Red. And to me, I already have a YouTube Premium subscription. So I just don't know why I'd pay for it. And also, I feel like YouTube Premium worked out that those super scripted high production value shows didn't work that well. Because for me, I think if you're watching a six to 10 minute video, you need to be able to connect really quickly with the yeah. people behind the video and i think when there's too many layers of production you just can't do that i think that's yeah. why youtube works so well because it's so raw yeah and you watch it and you're like okay i'm here i'm connecting with this person it's just me and the camera between them yeah and i just think it's a little out of touch and i think maybe if you had some youtubers doing really cool shows on quibi like that could be a thing but again i Call just me. don't get why yeah like literally call us Quibi happy to <laughs> after Quibi. we've talked shit about your app for the past 20 <laughs> no, minutes but like, give us a ring it's because I, I want I want apps to succeed I just think there's like small things but yeah, yeah for, for me I just don't really see the difference between what I'm getting there versus what I'm already getting with a YouTube premium account except I'm getting way more content and I'm not getting any ads yeah um for almost literally the same price so I don't know. Prove us wrong. I hope to see you succeed, Quibi. But for some reason, I feel like maybe we won't. But mm. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right. Let's talk about it. Valorant. Woohoo! My favorite topic. <laughs> How's it been playing Valorant? I haven't played it <laughs> because they don't have servers in Australia. Yeah. Dude. We love being from this country. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's weird. I, I mean, like off the offset, them not having Aussie servers seems weird. I understand them being really hands-on with, uh, you know, kind of like all the content, uh, like all the servers and everything they're doing with the game right now. But, you know, and I, and it's, and it's easy for me, like you have Riot servers in Australia for League, like just make the servers for Valorant. I guess they could argue that they're being like, you know, super strict about how they want the server set up and they want everything to be perfect. But long story short, let's talk about the actual interesting part because people who aren't Australian probably don't care that we don't have servers. Uh, it's popping. It is popping. The hype behind that game is unreal. And yeah, I mean, like you can go onto Twitch at like any moment of the like day. I feel like you're missing out. 
I mean, like, not really. Like, personally, I don't think the hype behind Valorant is really a reflection of how good Valorant is as a game. Not that I think it's a bad game. I think it's, I think it's more a reflection of just the fact that right now, there's, like, nothing. There, especially for, like, people who are competitive... Yeah. It's like, mm. hey, Fortnite competitive. People are like, ha. <laughs> uh, seriously, if Fortnite didn't have money behind it, that game is competitive scene would be way more dead than it is. It's like artificially propped up. CSGO, yeah, like CSGO competitive is doing good, but it's like the same thing. We've seen it for ages. The MOBAs, the League of Legends, they're all just ticking along. Nothing's changed in ages. This is the first game that's come out in a very, 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 very long time where uh, people have kind of been like, oh, wow. Okay, this is like the next big esport like it is people are saying umming and ahhing being like oh you can't make a game in esport it's gonna be an esport it's clearly designed to be an esport people who don't think that are crazy but the point is that you know right now it's it, it's it's just had the biggest launch of all time and it's because and this bigger is the thing apex oh 100 bigger than apex and i think the and and you know and this is what i think makes it so interesting apex had a huge launch you know what they also had a huge marketing budget. You know how much True. Valorant has spent on influencers, as far as I'm aware, and I'm pretty sure this figure is accurate? Zero. They don't spend on influencers because they've done the way more genius thing. They have that closed beta access. And then there's this beautiful little ecosystem life cycle known mm. as Twitch Drops, which is you get, you can only get access to the beta. You can only get a beta key by watching people stream the game, which it's is so smart. It's, it's actually, so it's smart. actually this, it's, it's this genius concept. And I reckon, I reckon Who actually came up with this. Twitch, Who, who's Twitch who started doing this first? Twitch. Absolutely. But like, here's what I want to know. I want to know if Twitch charges for it. I want to know if Twitch says, Hey, Ooh. will Valorant will pair with you and we'll do drops, but wait, you can only do it on Twitch. Yeah. Because it's YouTube? like no 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 no. It's like an integrated <gasps> system within really? Twitch. Yeah yeah yeah. So you link your right you link your ride account to your Twitch account. Then Twitch basically will pick accounts at random that have their ride account linked and give them access to the game. So it creates this beautiful feedback oh, loop. I didn't even where, think that. Yeah. Where number one, where normally you would have to get a YouTube, you'd have to pay a YouTube or a Twitch streamer money to play your game. Um, especially on launch when people are kind of expecting it. But Valorant's like, oh, no, 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 we're not going to pay you. But we will, if you're lucky and you play ball with us, we will enable drops on your stream. And if they enable drops on your stream, your viewership will increase by a multiple of 10. You'll go from someone like Summit, who would normally stream to like 30, 40K people. You're streaming to 200, 250K people. I think he hit like three, 400K at one point. Like absolutely just wild numbers. And then the YouTube, all the Twitch streamers, they want to play it. And that's all they're going to play because the viewership that it brings and then the money it brings from their community from that is crazy. And then the feedback loop goes even bigger because for Valorant, not only do they now have all these big YouTubers playing it, the viewership numbers for the for the game as a category on Twitch are just blowing everything else out of the water because whether or not everyone in that stream is an actual engaged viewer or how many of them are just people VPNing with multiple accounts, it doesn't matter. People, companies will pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their game as the current most viewed game on Twitch. Like a lot of companies around launch, they'll try and coordinate several big Twitch streamers to all go live with it at the same time so that all the viewers stack up and they become the most viewed game on the on the platform because then more people mm -hmm. are like, oh, what's this most viewed game? We want to go watch it. And it's like a constant feedback loop. 
so, but so with this so what they what what essentially they've achieved with twitch drops is all the twitch streamers are doing it all for free it's getting insane exposure because they're all doing it for free and because the viewership numbers are getting pumped up because of the drops and then on top of that you've then got all people writing articles about what is this game that's currently taking over twitch these viewership numbers are insane yeah they literally hit the high the most viewed game category of all time i think was league of legends worlds where it hit like 1.1 million views valorant when it launched at beta just a bunch of random streamers playing it was fifty thousand off being the most viewed game like total viewership count at any time just yeah. because people were trying to farm those beta keys like i had a couple numbers and um at low tide so at its lowest point since it's since people have been playing it yeah it had over eight hundred thousand concurrent viewers and at its peak it had more than double that with 1.7 which is tying the twitch records for most concurrent viewers ever Hundred percent, and like, it's nuts. and like, going, you know, going on it now, like, yeah, the viewership's down, but it still has seven hundred thousand people watching it. That's crazy. Which is just like you wouldn't see that during, or you you might see that during like the Fortnite World Cup, maybe. So what about um, Doctor Disrespect? Did you? see that i saw drama. that i saw the drama i didn't read into it enough to know so the drama was that he was apparently lying about having drops enabled so what you were just saying about like getting those massive viewership because you have drops yeah yeah, yeah. what what do you reckon so so like, basically what happened was it for real well i think there's more context you need because i'd love to know if it was a mistake or not basically uh, that, you know, all the streams, all the big streamers had drops enabled. People were able to, you know, get codes for the game by, you know, watching a live streamer play it. And and Dr. Disrespect was one of them. You could get codes by watching his stream. Then uh, the devs basically came out and said, whoa, okay, we had like way more influx than we thought. We have to temporarily disable drops for a day just while we like get the servers caught up with the player base. He yeah. kept his title on drops enabled, even though drops weren't. So I, my only part where I cut him slack is I wonder if, um, if you know, like he just didn't get that newsflash or whether it was malicious. I don't know. If it was, you know, deliberate, then obviously, yes, that's a dick move and he shouldn't have done it. That's a fact. Um, but yeah. So he actually put out a statement on this. Oh, he did? Okay, see, I don't know this. his statement said... I have a statement to say. There is a lot of people that were upset that I had drops enabled in my stream title last weekend. I should probably step up and be a man about the situation. A lot of people were upset about it. News outlets picked it up, he begun. He then delivered an official statement to those upset by his actions. I would like to put out an official response. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, continuing. I am not. I am not <laughs> expecting him to come out with a... It, it's literally like, uh, what's he his name? He continued. He continued. You're looking at the best in the business, baby. You think I give a fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my uh, God. He then named his next broadcast Drops, Drops, Drops. <laughs> I was literally like, I'm on his stream right now, and it's Drops, Drops, Drops. <laughs> that is so funny. That's. I was going to say, you know what I that's like? Fuck it. That's like, what's his name? The MMA guy, you know, the the uh, MMA champion. What's his name? Irish. You know, oh, yeah. 
yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. it was like after he won his second championship, he came out and he was like, you know, I just want to take this time to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. The two-time does what he wants. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Like yeah, like, I love that. I don't know. I feel like he, that's the kind of shit people get so annoyed about these days, and it's just like who, what, like. Uh, no, I like I, I think, he, he I think it best. is fair. Like I think it's fair. Like I think if you're, um, yeah. you know, if you're, uh, you you, sh- you shouldn't like lie about that. I think that's totally fair. It's like if it was a, if it was an honest mistake, I'd, you know, you'd be like whatever. But obviously, you know, if it was <laughs> malicious, that is. Yeah, that's kind of a dick move, but it's also very on brand in the way that he dealt with it. I think it's funny. I think good for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 it is. It is it's definitely <laughs> funny. All right, guys. I feel like that just about wraps us up for today. Um, we will see you guys next week. Remember to like, subscribe, follow the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Leave us a review if you can, because it really makes a difference for helping other people find it. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.